0: If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. If there's topics you'd love to have us address, we would love to share them with you. Let us know your impact and let us know your feedback. We talk so much in leadership about various aspects of what people need to do and how we lead teams. I mean, there's so much content out there and I put out a lot of content and quite frankly, I probably put out too much content. I am convinced of two fundamental factors. Number one, I think everything starts with self-awareness. If you are not self-aware, you're not going to accept feedback. If you are not self-aware of your strengths and your opportunities to improve, you're not going to be as great a leader as you could be. If you're not self-aware of being a great teammate, you probably won't be as good a teammate as you possibly could be. Now, what prompts us to lack self-awareness? You know, conceptually, we hear things like, you know, look in the mirror, You've got to be highly self-aware. you got to be honest with yourself. You know, you got to practice getting feedback. And I agree with all of that. I think there's a fundamental reaction that we all have that prompts us to not even pick up the mirror, to not even be able to say the words self-awareness, and that is emotional interpretation. We tend to emotionally react. I want to share with you a very quick story. I was in a grocery store and a a parent came up to me and was talking about their their son or daughter who was uh, playing volleyball. And I've coached volleyball. I've said it a lot, you know, over the last 31 years. And the parent kept telling me about how they didn't have a great experience. Now, I am absolutely a proponent of one fundamental thing. Let coaches coach. Let teachers teach. Let bosses lead. You know, when we start listening, I'm not saying we shouldn't listen completely, yet when we start taking everybody at what they say at face value as accurate, we're going to be in a lot of trouble. And the mother kept going on and on. And I said, so I understand you're frustrated. What happened? What, what, What did you do? She said, well, we went right to the athletic director. And I smiled. And I said, you didn't go to the coach. You went to the athletic director. Well, I don't think he would listen. Now think about that. Let me dissect that. You didn't give him a chance. You went over his head to his boss. So I looked at her and I said, so I want to stay back so I understand it factually. And I want you to hear her verbatim response. I said, so if I understand you factually, you didn't go to him. You didn't go to the coach first. You went to his boss or the person he reports to in uh, the school system, the athletic director. And she goes, well, I was just so upset I said, wait a minute. Stop. I just asked you a question. Factually, do I have that correct? What was your question again? Was her response. And I said, I want to make sure I understand the steps that you took. You went to the athletic director before you went to the coach because you said you didn't think the coach would listen. She said, well, yeah, that, 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 that's right. Now, remember, she didn't answer the question. Now, it sounds like I'm dissecting conversations, but it shows the emotions that we have as human beings. We all do this. Present company and good, we all get emotional over stuff. So I said, how do you think he felt? She said, about what? I said, you going to the athletic director. Well, I was so mad. And she went on and I waited for her to complete her thought. And I said, so do you think you built or do you think you eroded trust with the coach? Well, what am I supposed to do? And her husband is standing behind her, smiling. And I said, well, I'm wondering what the coach is going through. You still have an answer that, you're, You, you know, I wonder how he's feeling. And your reaction was, about what? Well, you went over his head. I said, I can tell you how I'd react to that. But I can guarantee you, you would never get to the athletic director if I was coach. I had a rule when I coached. She said, what was that? I said, you don't go to the athletic director. I told the athletic director, you accept one of those conversations, I will walk out of that gym, get in my car, never come back again, never give you a second thought. This is not a bucket list thing. I've done it for a long time. And you could tell the impact that was having on her. And I said, so when you did that, that athletic director did did they talk to the coach? She said, "Well, I think so." It's okay. I said, "So trust is forever broken." What do you mean? I said, "Well, I, I would never trust you again. You didn't have the decency to talk to me because you assumed I wouldn't listen to you. You didn't even give me a chance. But you deemed me wrong before even giving me a chance. You went to the boss. I would imagine when you went to the athletic director, you led with a lot of emotion and frustration because I hear that in you. I get it. Watching your kid not play." She said, well, I probably did. And I said, so the relationship is over. Notice I have not talked about the issue. I have not asked why he wasn't playing. I have not asked about validity of her insight. And the husband goes, well, you're asking all these great questions. What should we have done? I said, go to the coach calmly. I said, now, before you say anything, let me ask you a really honest question. Now, I want you two to be, now I know these two. Can you be really honest? And they both smile. And I said, if you go to the coach, there will be two outcomes, right? You're going to ask about playing time. Now you say you want a reason why he or she is not playing. Would you accept the answer honestly? And she said, if I agreed with what he said. I said, interesting. So You have to agree with the coach. So you're going to take whatever he says at face value and you're either going to agree or disagree. She said, well, right. I said, okay. I'm willing to bet both my kids' lives that you would not agree with anything that came out of his mouth. She said, probably not. I said, okay. I said, so one of two things is going to happen. Your child is either going to play more or not play more. Would that be a safe way to depict this? And she said, Well, yeah. And I said, Think if you get what you want, the damage you've done. She said, Excuse me. And the husband rolls his eyes and goes, Oh, wow. And she looks back at her husband. And she goes, What? And he goes, It's a great point he's making. I said, I actually haven't made the point. I said, If you get what you want, think about the damage. She said, I don't understand because she was so unaware, she was so filled with emotional interpretation, she was so filled with how she was feeling that that was clouding her judgment, that she was going to go, and if successful, get her kid more playing time, which would ostracize her from other parents, because that rumor will spread, the kids will figure it out, they'll wonder what's going on, the coach is backed up, he's lost the trust of the rest of the parents, because he gave in to a parent, oh by the way, you want to do this confidentially? (laughs) Good luck. Or if he just says, no, he's not going to play more, you're going to be upset because you're already upset now. And the reason I know you're going to be upset is it's the reason you've stated why you're upset. Let the coach coach. Because I have one more question for you. Would all the parents support you in going for your kid to get more playing time? And the father now jumps in and goes, "Why? I think so. I said, I can guarantee you no. So I don't even know the parents on your team. He goes, how can you say that? I go, you're stealing one of their kids playing time. (laughs) Your kid gets more. Somebody gets less. You're thinking your parents are going to agree that you're going to the coach to get more playing time. And you get it. You don't think you think the parent whose kids get less playing time is going to go up and say, hey, good move. I thought that was brilliant. They're going to be furious. Let the coach coach. So we stopped the conversation. I said, I hope I haven't offended you. And they go, No, you've given us a lot to think about. And later I bumped into the coach. He's a coach of a, a, a girls team. And he said, I understand you talked to so and so. I said, Yeah. And he said, Thank you. They came and apologized. They said, Hey, we were, you know, we're really amped up. It's been frustrating. You know, you have our full support. You're not going to hear from us for the rest of your year. Now, it doesn't always work like that. We all know that. Yet it shows that emotional interpretation. How we feel drives us. And man, do we take things out of context. When someone interrupts you, what do we do? Oh, he never listens to me. When someone's late, he's always late. We don't represent things accurately because our emotional interpretation really facilitates an awkward, if anything, a non-accurate outcome of information.